0: Hey ladies, hope you're having the best day ever. Uh, Welcome back to the Evolve and Elevate podcast. Today we're talking about everything you need to know about running and fat loss. I'm gonna give you the lowdown, okay? So this is a question I get asked quite frequently because I started off as a runner and uh, gradually over the years started to just basically lift weights more and do all these kind of other fun things like shows and whatever, right? So um, I get a lot of questions about it, because when I first started, a lot of people were seeing me run. And so they were following me for that reason. And so today, what we're going to do is go over everything you need to know about running and fat loss, because um, there's definitely some misconceptions, there's definitely some stereotypes, there's definitely some inaccurate information out there. And if you have any questions about it, make sure that you're dropping some uh, down below if you're watching the live stream, and I will help you out as best as I can, okay? So when you're running, the biggest thing to understand is that when it comes to running, everybody obviously can technically run. Everyone can technically walk. Everybody can work out, right? And so I think that we fig- we kind of overgeneralize and over anticipate being good at these things, because we feel like we should just do them, right? So, you know, when you start working out, you feel like you should just be able to lift weights, you think you should just be able to run, you think you should just be able to eat healthy. And so I find that there's a lot of like shame, there's a lot of like embarrassment when we're not able to do these things. One of the biggest things with running is that the mechanics of running is actually quite difficult, okay? It's similar to doing a bench press or a squat or a lunge. The mechanics are actually pretty difficult, but the concept is easy. So the concept is you put one foot in front of the other and you run, right? You're like, this is easy. I should be able to run. But when you're running for athletic performance or you're running um, consistently, there's a method to the madness, okay? It's not just you just run. And I understand that you know you feel like you should be able to well welcome to the party we have some work to do okay so first we're going to talk about the mechanics of running and why that actually matters and like what the expectation is or what the requirements really are for running and then we're going to talk about how that pertains to fat loss okay because those two things together super important in order to see overall results so let's understand running first from a basic level so when we're talking about running running is something where again one foot in front of the other however you're also pushing and producing force moving forward for a prolonged amount of time and or like or a shorter amount of time but a a lot of effort or a lot of speed and you're doing this with your body weight obviously or like you can use a weighted vest whatever but when you do that you're actually producing three to four times the amount of uh body like the force produced is the same as three to four times your body weight so if you are 150 pounds it is four times 150 pounds is the effort or the the amount of force produced every single time you take a step Okay. So imagine how strong your muscles, your joints, your ligaments, your tendons have to be in order to propel you forward. And now you've decided to do this after not doing anything for six months, maybe a year. And, uh, you know, now you're all of a sudden going to be like this awesome runner, which like, you know what? I totally respect good for you, but there's also like a time and a place to do this. Okay. So the thing is, is like, now that we know this, we're like, it takes a lot of force. It takes a lot of power. It takes a lot of endurance. How do we build up to that level? Honestly, walking is, one of the easiest ways when you're first starting to just get moving if we're talking fat loss okay everyone runs to to like or sprints or runs to running but we really honestly walking or general movement is awesome and working out okay super low impact really great for you especially if like you're um you know maybe you put on a lot of weight you feel like you have a lot of weight to lose um you're like i want to lose 50 60 70 pounds you're like i heard running is the most effective however running might be the most effective but is it the most comfortable? Are you able to do it for a prolonged period of time? Are you strong enough to be able to do it? And honestly, like, Is it comfortable on your joints? A lot of the times when you have like 50, 60, 70 pounds to lose. I'll be totally honest, even when I gained like 50 or 60 pounds, it was not comfortable to run. I didn't feel good. I was running, my stomach was jiggling everywhere, my arms were jiggling everywhere, my legs were doing weird things, they're rubbing together. Like it was painful. Like I was just like, what the fuck am I doing? Like I just didn't like it. Now everyone holds weight differently and you might feel great, even if you're like, hey, you know, like a heavier set person, you're like, I just enjoy running. That's great. I love that for you. It everyone's going to be different. But for me personally, when I gained that amount of weight, and also like just from working with 1000s of clients, like normally, it's not really a thing that most people who are like, wanting to lose a ton of weight want to do. They just feel like they have to do it. Okay. So this is why I also wanted to talk about this because the thing is that you don't have to start here. If you would like to get to this point where you're running, you totally can, but you don't have to start here. And so I'm going to show you guys um, also some other tips around that as well. But it's very, very important to understand that because you don't have to run when you're first starting. Um, And just because something is best doesn't mean that it's best for you where you're at right now, where you're starting. Okay. There's a very big difference. So as we talk about running, as we talk about like, you know, getting to the next level, as we talk about doing all that kind of fun stuff what does that actually look like in terms of like okay so i'm not ready to run where do i start so like i said walking is really important if you're just generally trying to lose fat or lose weight um, and basically the other thing is is that you really want to make sure that you're focusing on the areas that are like tight stiff feel kind of weak when you are running so if you go try and run you're like my hips hurt my ankles hurt my knees hurt totally be- totally been there done that it's a good sign that maybe your muscles or your ligaments aren't strong enough for to propel that force and also like keep up up with the amount of demand that you're placing on your body and so you need to get stronger and so that's actually a really good goal when you're first starting if your goal is to lose weight your goal is to get stronger so you're able to run you have more than one goal and I find you actually see a lot more success when you're focused on like trying to improve and in, in smaller increments and you have like that that underlying why and like something else outside of weight loss because it's like oh should I go to the gym oh, well, I don't really feel like losing weight today Yeah, but like, I really want to increase my, like, I really want to get good at running. And so, normally, when you're trying to develop a skill, it's a little bit more, it's a little bit more like exciting as opposed to just trying to lose weight. So, the thing is, is like, when you add the performance and then the weight loss goal, you have a really, really strong combination to lose weight. So, if you're starting and you're like, I want to, you know, become a runner or I want to just run because I, Think it would be good. It's probably healthy for me. Whatever. The first place that I would start is like strengthening the muscles around your joints. So things like you can do some band walks. I know like bands get some bad reps, but like those actually do help. Clamshells are great. um You can do like calf raises. You can do ca- um, calf stretches as well. Uh, you can also do like compound movements. Those are really helpful. So squats, lunges. I know most people hate lunges, but I'm going to get to that in a second. Squats, lunges, rows, deadlifts, things like that. Anything that you can do that works multiple joints because when you're running, you're using multiple joints. And so this is also going to help you strengthen other areas faster, you're gonna be able to lift heavier because you're using multiple joints, but you're also going to be able to really get to that that next level in terms of like your exercises and in terms of like looking at different like things that you should incorporate the reason why i normally suggest like doing unilateral work like lunges like things like that is because a really good idea is like if you're not if you're trying to run but you can't do a lunge it's a pretty good sign that you should work on your strength first and then try and run because if you can't do a lunge, which literally, if you don't know what a lunge is, a split squat or like a split squat or a lunge, whatever, we'll go with both. Feet are split. You obviously are focusing on one leg at a time and you're you know going down in the movement or whichever. When you do that you are going to find that you're maybe unstable, not balanced. Your legs are like, oh my God, I'm dying after three reps. It's probably a good idea to not put extra force on that, right? It's probably a good thing to like build some strength in that area. And so um, someone also said like, I get a pinching nerve pressure in my lower back every time I exercise. Any suggestions? A lot of the times too, guys, if you guys are moms, you've been carrying around a baby in your stomach for, you know, nine months, maybe more, maybe less, depending on the pregnancy, and so, like the thing is, is like, and I say that because some people have like premature babies and all that kind of stuff. Someone decided to comment on my last video, so there we go. I'm just gonna include that from now on. But like, as you're getting pushed forward, a lot of the times it's normal that you're gonna have that lordosis or that lordotic arch in your low back, which is basically when you have like your hips or your pelvis is like tilted forward. And a lot of the times it's gonna cause compression in your low back. So if you are running or if you're doing exercises and you're like, you know, there's a nerve pressure in the back of your in in your low back, it's a good idea to do like like, like a pelvic tilt, and to make sure that you are um, really focusing on engaging your abs and engaging engaging your glutes. Um, A lot of the times you'll get really tight hip flexors. So like the ones in the front, your low back is weak, quote unquote, but not really. It's more of just like for nine months, you had a 30 pound belly on you and literally just pulling you forward, right? So you just have to do a little bit of correction. And you should find that it opens up the space. The other thing that you guys can do too, because I'm um, with running as well, there's a lot of compression as you run, right, like a lot of compression on your body. So what you can do is like dead hangs where you're holding onto a squat rack. And then what that's going to do is just you're literally just going to hang off the squat rack. And that's going to actually help like decompress the low back and open up that space in the low back a little bit might have to go to like a chiropractor or whatever. But a lot of the times I find that it works itself out as long as you're working on it. But these are really important because also like if you're someone who runs a lot, but you're not strong enough or your muscles or your, or your calves or things like that, or your ligaments aren't really like doing the things that they need to be doing. And I say that because a lot of people get like tight calves, they get like their joints hurt, their ligaments are all over the place, they start getting injuries, all that stuff. It's just a really good idea to slow it down, do some lower impact stuff first, and then and go back to running um the difference was to give you guys an idea I started being able to only do five to 10 minutes of like actual running without being like my hip hurts, like it feels like it shifted my back hurts. I also have like herniated discs in my neck, I have scoliosis in my back, like I have hypermobility. there's so many things. And I'm still able to do everything because I focus on those areas, right. So instead of just being like, oh, I'm lifting, I'm lifting weight, I'm going to push as heavy as I can. I'm very intentional with my exercises. I'm very intentional with what I'm doing in the gym. I'm very intentional that like when things hurt, I make sure that I fix things that hurt and I look up different ways I get resourceful right so if you're running and you're like oh it hurts like oh it just means I can't run I also challenge you to go get resourceful like why do my calves hurt when I run google it see what comes up right even if it's not the right answer it's still gonna get you a little bit closer you know like it's still gonna it's still gonna push you towards something which makes you look at something else and when something doesn't work then you go to the next thing like you know what i mean like get resourceful and like be willing to try different things and the biggest thing is is like so the reason why i tailored uh the running and and weight loss is because a lot of the time you're like well i have to run to lose weight or it's the best thing because yes like as you're running obviously for, for every heel down is three to four Times the force, it's going to be very like energy expensive, which means that it's going to burn a lot of calories. But at the same time, it's also going to burn a lot of calories, which means that if my lovely friends who are watching this, I love you ladies, but like you like to eat low calories. So you're eating like 1200 calories. And so when you're doing that, and then you're also doing strength training and then you're adding running you're going to be starving, you're going to be so fucking hungry, like so hungry. Because what happens is, is that like, when you create that deficit, that's even bigger than you already have, and you're putting extra stress on your body, and you're really like ramping everything up, it's great, you're burning all these calories, but you're not feeding yourself. And so there is a point where if you're not eating enough, and you're in enough of a deficit, it doesn't make any sense to run. There's a point where it doesn't make sense because it's too high impact. It's kind of like how um, I always thought it was funny when people were doing like shows and stuff. It's like they get really lean and then people will throw in hit cardio. I'm like the poor person's already on 1200 calories unless you're like three days out and you're still not lean enough. Like you should be like, chilling out a little bit. Because at night, say like even 1200 calories, 1300 calories, you barely you don't even have enough calories to let your body work that like your workout, your kids running around your stress, your work stress, your mental stress, all the thoughts you have to do your brain fogs probably all over the place, your digestion's probably all fucked up, like your sleep's all over the place. Like, it's just like, let's not add some more stress to your body, because your body really doesn't know the difference between physical, emotional or mental stress. So a lot of the times and I talked about this in many podcasts before, if you're like doing a lot of physical workouts, which a lot of you ladies like to do, because you like the feeling of the endorphins, you know, releasing and you feel better and you're not stressed and blah, blah, blah. Right? But it doesn't like fix the problem. It's just a bandaid. It's a temporary fix. So you're like pushing yourself physically, then your mental health is like all over the place. And then your emotional health is all over the place, because your stress levels are so high. And then basically, you just end up overeating, say, fuck it, you fall off, whatever the case might be, right? So Running is one of those things that you add in periodically or you add in at the right time. When I first start my like fat loss phase, I love running. I freaking love it. Weight loss, freaking love it. Let's go. Right. When I first start, as soon as my calories start dropping, fuck that. Absolutely fuck that. And the reason being is because I don't have enough energy for the rest of the day. You're thinking about your workouts and your weight loss, but you have to think about your mental capacity for the entire day. So imagine you have a big bucket. And that's all those, like everything that you have in that bucket, that's like your processing for the day. That's your decisions, that's your thoughts, that's your ideas, that's everything, okay? Between picking out your clothes, your kids' clothes, uh, making dinner, thinking about what you're having for dinner, uh, going to work, coming home from work, getting gas, Uh, then your friend calls, then your parents call, then they piss you off. And then you're all upset. And then you got to emotionally regulate, then you go to work out, then you do cardio, you see what I'm saying, there's a lot of shit that goes on. And so the thing is, is that like, yes, you need to push yourself and whichever, but there's a point where you do have to kind of like lower the stress level. And so we want to get moving through things like, you know, extra need activity, like, you know, Fidgeting or moving or whatever, going for a walk, things like that, like overall increasing our total daily energy expenditure. But we're not trying to beat ourselves into the wall trying to get lean because eventually your body's going to be like, screw you, like I'm hungry. And then you're going to eat everything. You're going to be like, why the hell was I so hungry? It's like, well, you're only eating 1200 calories. You're barely eating anything that's actually nutrient dense because I see so many plans or like so many ladies like food where it's like low calorie yogurt, low calorie bread. Then you have like, you know, a salad. Then you have this. There's no like real nutrients in there. There's like no rice, no potatoes, no like protein. It's like protein shakes and protein bars and whatever. And then you're adding like a full workout for like an hour. Then you're also doing like a run. Then you're also doing like whatever else your friend wants to like, you know what I mean? It's like all over the place. So, running is one of those things with weight loss that i very much time perfectly or it's like if this person is like dedicated to running and their main goal is running i love that but then also it's like we're we're bringing up their food quite exponentially like it's it's getting pushed right up right? So then you also have to be okay with eating more food, which a lot of ladies, you guys have a hard time with that. And I did too. But it takes some time, right? Like to increase your calories and feel like you're not going to gain weight eating 1700 calories. It just like doesn't, it doesn't feel natural at first, because of all the bullshit in the media. And like everything that you've learned growing up the Weight Watchers, the Jenny Craig's, the bullshit diets, the the random fitfluencer on Instagram or TikTok that tells you to drink lemon energy drinks, or whatever lemon tea to lose weight, you know, all that kind of shit. So it's like it goes very much against it. And also, does it also doesn't make sense in your head, like eat more, lose weight, what the hell. But it just depends on like what your goal is. And when your goal is to preserve muscle mass while you're also doing an activity like running, which is very catabolic, which means it like it breaks down your muscle mass. You have to be very intentional with your protein intake and with your calorie intake in order to keep your muscle mass while still running. Okay. Like it's very intentional. So this is why like, yes, you can go for a run and things like that, but you're going to find that you're probably more hungry. You're going to notice that you're at like your hunger spikes, like that you're like figuring out why you always have all these cravings, all this kind of stuff. If you don't have like all this stuff in place, like it's very, very, very important that you like focus on Again, getting your nutrition in a good spot, which is protein, calories, all that kind of stuff. Carbs are also super important when you're trying to do an activity like running. Then we have the, because also guys, carbs also help, people don't talk about this. I'm getting on like a full tangent, but whatever, here we are. Carbs also like really don't help. Like they really do help with running and with like, when you're really trying to be like very performance based, and they're also very good for helping you be less uh, catabolic. So for example, if you never hit your like 130 grams of protein, but you hit like 100 grams, but your carbs are at like 150 to 200, you're probably going to still build muscle because you don't require as many as much protein when your carbs are high. A lot of people get put on high protein diets because one, obviously it's helpful. Research has shown that like when you're on a high protein diet, you are going to one look differently, but you're also going to be able to recover, maintain your muscle mass, all these kind of things, right? You lose more fat. It's more thermogenic, all this kind of shit. So there's a whole bunch of benefits to it. But normally your protein intake is going to go up and up and up as your carbs and your calories go down. So if you are eating, if you're able to move more, and you're able to eat more protein and more calories, or sorry, more just calories in general, you normally can have a more moderate amount of protein, carbs and fats, because you're eating more food. Does that make sense? So it's pretty cool because when that happens, you don't have to shove your face with protein every single day. Like, yes, you still have to eat like a decent amount, but you also can substitute part of it with carbs as well. And that way, like it's a little bit more manageable and more like flexible. And you don't necessarily have to be like shoving down protein shakes at 10 o'clock at night, right? So um, this can be very helpful. And again, it's also going to improve your uh, performance with running and things like that, improve your energy levels. So just make sure that you're also looking at your nutrition when it comes to running and fat loss. But this really is everything that you need to know, right? Like apart from actually like giving you like a workout program you can follow, but it's really different for everybody because some people are runners, some people have been doing it for a while, some people have been strength training, some people haven't. So not really gonna touch on that today. And also I find when I lift up, list off exercises on my podcast, everybody just ends up like messaging me being like, I don't understand how to do these exercises at home because I don't know what you're talking about. So I'd rather just show you through a video on like Instagram or Facebook. But when it comes to nutrition and it comes to actual like practical application, when you're trying to lose weight, I'm just going to sum it up real quick. The biggest thing is, is like, if you can't do a lunge, you probably should wait to run, focus on walking, focusing on like, you know, the elliptical, whatever you can to like get your heart rate up still, but still just keeping it lower impact like the bike, et cetera. Um, And then basically focusing on unilateral movements. So things like lunges, things like, you know, you can do some glute bridges. They're not unilateral, but they're going to help work the muscles around the hip. Working things around your calves, working things around your knees, so your hamstrings, your glutes, your calves, your quads—all these kind of things, like your legs primarily, but also even your core, um, arms also to a certain extent. But we'll get into that another time. Um, So those are a really good place to start, and then you can kind of build off of that. And then once you're feeling stronger, or like you feel like you're a little bit leaner, because sometimes when you're first running, it's not really comfortable to lead, to run when you have like a little bit of extra body fat on you. Like I get that, I've been there, done that, and it's like eh, like it just doesn't feel good. For some people, it's fine. Just for me, I just found it hurt my joints and I wasn't comfortable. With that being said, um, yeah, so again, like just kind of taking that and making sure that you're strong enough in that position, uh, making sure that you're eating enough protein, eating enough calories, and also incorporating some carbs so you have that energy to actually perform the run. And then also uh, starting off with a little bit less intensity, right? Like go for 10 minutes instead of 20 to start and then move from there. And when you do this, what you're going to find is that you're actually able to run your joints don't hurt, you're actually not hungry all the time, your cravings aren't through the roof, um, and you're able to actually incorporate this into your plan, which is actually going to help you lose a little bit more weight, a little bit more fat loss, and then you're able to kind of hit that next level. And then once you hit that next level, your calories start to lower protein starts to increase, then we're moving more into things that, you know, it takes a little Bit more time to go for like an hour walk, but it doesn't burn up as many kind of like it doesn't burn up as much energy within that time period. So you're normally able to think and like your brain fog isn't as bad, your cravings aren't as bad, things like that later on in the day. Because again, as you start doing that more and more and more, and your calories get lower and lower and lower, you're going to find that you. Uh, start to get cravings, you're like, your energy is just shot, you're super tired, you're irritable, like stuff like that. And so to preserve that and that mental capacity or to keep some more space in the bucket that we were talking about, really want to make sure that we have a lower intensity version of cardio as we start to lower those calories so if you're at a lower amount of calories also make sure that you're starting with that and then you can kind of ramp it up as your calories go up but that's very very important if you guys want to see um, sustainable progress because again it has to be sustainable so if you're going every four days and then crashing and eating everything in the kitchen sink it's not going to be sustainable you're not going to be able to follow your plan so you need to be able to keep doing that so make sure that you just keep going on that train so that you're able to actually see results and keep that off for good okay